Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Booth, and I've been a clinical hypnotherapist since 2011. I specialise in helping people overcome anxiety and build confidence instead. This weekly podcast will cover a wide range of mental health issues related to anxiety, along with some helpful tips and suggestions that you can try at home. If you have any questions that you'd like answered in a future episode, then please head to www.anxietytoconfidence.com forward slash podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode and this week in my 2021 guest series I'm joined by Kajal. Kajal is a mindset coach of Clear Sky Coaching and I would strongly recommend you go check out her website which is clearskycoaching.co.uk and she's joined us this week to talk to us about how you can change your mindset and the importance of mindset on mental health. Kajal runs a range of different workshops that are well worth checking out Um, So I will pop her website in the description of the podcast below so that you can find it easily. There's loads of great tips in this episode, uh, a really good acronym called SPIRAL that you can follow and do at home. So I really hope that you find this particular episode interesting and that you find something useful from it. Hope you enjoy. Well, firstly, thank you so much for your time today. I know that you're quite busy with the work that you do already. Um, So I really appreciate you giving up your time to come and talk to my listeners. Um, The first thing I really wanted to ask you was if you'd be happy to talk through your own experiences of mental health, and then we'll go into some of your professional tips, if that's okay. I uh, started my counselling journey, but uh, not in particularly because I, I recognised that I was feeling depressed or anything like that. I think I've been very lucky with mental health, but I have very, uh, you know, nearest, dearest loved ones that who have gone through and are going through mental health issues. And I would say that maybe when, when I did seek out my own counselling, uh, my therapy, possibly I, I was having that, you know, period where I may have felt very low or you know sometimes I felt anxious and I've not recognized that I'm feeling that but now that uh, you know I'm doing this work for 10 years as a psychotherapist and now doing coaching and all this comes so much often when I look back I recognize that maybe yeah and that time I was feeling like this I was feeling anxious oh I'm feeling very low that time so um, yeah, and this just goes to show there is a stigma about it. There's not so much, you know, now it has been talked a lot and everything, but I'm talking about almost like 10 years ago or just before that as well, that, you know, it wasn't openly talked about. It wasn't very much understood. So I may have gone uh, in that time a bit around that, but I uh, now I recognize, but I didn't recognize at that point in time. And I just kind of tried to get through and talking to friends and, you know, and then ultimately I went to a therapist because I thought I needed some guidance and stuff. So I went to, and then I, when, when I had my counseling, I decided to become um, a psychotherapist as you do, because uh, I, the benefits I got from it, from talking to a neutral person who really was experienced and understood where I was coming from. And I thought, wow, this is a gift that can give it to somebody or many. And so this is how I went into my journey of being a you know, psychotherapist to help 
people with their mental health issues my yeah absolutely i mean i know from my own experience that having that person to go talk to who is completely neutral will accept anything that you say and will just give you an unbiased opinion about what's going on in some cases or even just help you explore how you really feel about that situation mm. um, it's absolutely invaluable so your work now what would you say the main things you work with are so for 10 years, I've been uh, passionately, uh, you know, helping my clients through their mental health issues uh, is a, in a role of a psychotherapist. But then I thought, how can I make more impact? How can I help more people in one go? Because in 10 years, yeah, I was seeing client one to one. So, you know, yes, I did help a lot of people over 10 years. But I thought there is something more I can do. So I wanted to take, expand it. And how I could do it was through coaching and mentoring. So that's, the, the, that's why I decided to go in. Other reason to do this was that I, as I said in my experience, I understood that it's so important. Also, it's not just about mental health. It's about also the mindset. So as we grow up, how we think, how we feel about ourselves, others in the world, it's all established when we start to very early ages of our life, how we have been treated growing up, like, you know, you if you grew up in a very supportive, encouraging, empowering environment and a lot of, you know, love been listened to, um, you are going to develop more than likely to have a growth mindset. But if it's opposite of that, criticism, being told of, being called names or not, uh, you know, oh, well, how did you just get B? Why didn't you get A kind of thing? That kind of, if, if you grew up like that, then it's it's just uh, in deeply, you know, the seeds are planted of being, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, uh, you know, to, and our beliefs about ourselves, others and world becomes very limiting. Others are mirror of ourselves, right? So how we feel without, uh, within ourselves, that's what we feel about other people or presume that they are thinking the same about us. So there are two ways we, so, and then you end up developing a fixed mindset, which is uh, again, gonna pull you back, pull you back all the time. And when you're not feeling good enough and everything, you're not gonna be um, feeling great, uh, and, you know, enthusiastic, empowering. I mean, sometimes you can, but most of the time you just think I'm not good enough. So how can I even become a coach? How I, I'm, I'm just a, how can I be a psychotherapist? I'm in a different country. I, you know, I grew, didn't grow up here. How can I be those, in those things? How can I help somebody? What do I have to give? All these limiting beliefs us back. And so I decided that uh, there are lots of coaches and doing lots of different empowering work. That's great. But my understanding was that if I don't uh, help people with their mindset, help them to understand what sort of mindset they have, how they change it around and make a positive difference in their life because it can be changed. And uh, so then when they go uh, after their dreams, they are very less likely that they will fail in their dreams because now they started to develop that uh, goodness about themselves, started to value themselves, started to acknowledge that, uh, no, they do have something to give the, to this world. So this is the reason why I wanted to become a mindset coach, because that's what, you know, it needs to be, uh, get it clear. I mean, that comes concept comes from my uh, psychotherapy as well as, uh, you know, when, uh, when you go to a psychotherapist, that's what they do. They look at what's going on for you right now. And then they try and understand where this, this is all these beliefs are coming from or how do you feel? And then, you know, it's help explore all of this and get rid of some stuff that doesn't belong to us anymore and then move forward. So I wanted to use the same concept in coaching. So I wanted to show them that um, 
let's get our mindset clear let understand you first you know it's all about you it's not about anybody else once you start knowing yourself or start to understand yourself and start to make positive changes in your life you can achieve anything that you want all you need to do is uh, find a how because just thinking that it's not it's not going to unfortunately it's not going to change everything you can read a lot of self help book this that or listen to something empowering great you, we should do those things as well as but if you get a proper guidance who can support you help you to understand all of this and make a difference uh, and they become your accountability partner so that they are on your journey with you you know until you achieve your goals i mean wouldn't that be fantastic for us to come out of that so uh, this is the reason why i decided to become a mindset coach or in my coaching make this as a most important thing yeah that sounds amazing i know one of the biggest challenges that i face with clients is challenging those limiting beliefs because some of them can be so strong and so deep and so ingrained in who we are that even the idea of thinking differently is really challenging to a lot of people and trying to find that evidence that they're not necessarily as bad as they think they are can be really, really difficult. So what are the factors do you think can impact people's mental health? History of uh, mental illness in, uh, in a blood relative. It could be stressful life situation. It could be ongoing physical chronic conditions. It could be a trauma, use of alcohol or recreational drugs. and a childhood um, history of uh, abuse and neglect. So all of this plays in part. And uh, another that are completely out of it is that unprecedented times or something that we are not expecting. We are not uh, even, we don't even think about this. This is gonna come in like, for example, where we are right now, you know, with this COVID-19, I mean, wow, it just shook the whole world, not just uh, you know, one country or something, it's completely shook the whole world. I mean, how you even comprehend that, you know? And then we all were like totally shocked to start with, and then we were put into lockdown and it's all unknown territory. And like, what do we do? Nobody taught us what, how to deal with this. How, so these are the things can impact our mental health issues, especially now when we're in lockdown, in some ways it's so positive that we still have a roof over our head. Uh, you know, we could work from home, we could have live with loved ones and it's there around us. Most of it, not everybody had that, I understand that. Um, but also uh, that, oh my God, all of a sudden we are isolated, we are restricted from doing everything. We, we you know, and human don't like to be told not to do something. <laughs> or we you know, put those restrictions on them, then they want to rebel against it. And which is natural, nothing, you know, nothing wrong with that. But this is what's happened, what we are dealing with it now. Yeah, I've seen a huge variation in responses to the COVID-19 pandemic, even within the same people. At one time, they'll be absolutely fine with it. And then a few days later, they'll be really, really struggling. And even personally as well, I've had a few moments where it's been less than positive than other times when I've been feeling like gratitude for the technology we have, gratitude, as you said, for having a house, somewhere to live and things like that. So yeah, it's yeah. been a huge roller coaster for people. Yeah, uh, and you know, externally everything is there, but I think it's more internally, isn't it? That we feel this way that, oh my God. Um, okay, so the 
with this pandemic and you know, all lockdown, even though I spoke about nice things that we still had, but it also gave us the anxiety because anxiety is part of um, fear of unknown and fear of perceived known. So, you know, we thought, oh, what if this happens? Oh, now I'm out of job. I'm never going to get a job. I'm going to be, you know, made uh, homeless and I'm going to be, da, 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 da. you know, we go on. And the fear of perceived known is going to be like, oh my God, this is happening now and everything is finished. You know, we go to the extreme. We always kind of, we uh, haven't taught or learned to be balanced, you know, how, how to manage our thoughts and feelings. I mean, it's okay to have that, you know, oh my God, this is happening. And then take a deep breath and think, okay, now what's going on? Let's, let's think about what are our options? What, how we can deal with this? What are our choices? And, you know, and first thing to remember is, it, it shall pass too, you know. I mean, look at other countries, for example, if you don't feel that in where we are in lockdown and we don't know, oh my God, this, how long. Look at other countries. They have gone, you know, they were with us and then come out and then come back and come out again and stuff like that. So we will too. There are a lot of things happening. So we have to just, uh, you can control that external situation. All you can control, and this is so powerful that we, if we can understand this, you cannot control external situation many times in many occasions, but if you control how you react to it, and that's the key, you know, of course, everybody's in a similar boat, but let's not talk about them lot. Uh, let's talk about one, you know, about yourself and think about is that, what can I do about it, right? You know, okay, I'm in a lockdown, I'm in a pandemic, I am alone, I am this, but also like you said, you know, there is technology, there is um, other different ways that we can still go for a walk or something to get a bit of fresh air. There are, there are things. So what are the things available to us rather than focusing on uh, uh, what we don't have? That's going to be the key, right? Um, so again, it's our, how we think about this is also to do with our mindset, you know, which is set in you know, childhood we need to kind of focus on what, what options do I have? What can I do? In, and we are such a resilient people, you know, as a human, we are very resilient. Um, just start telling yourself that. Think about past uh, traumatic experiences or negative experiences you have had and try and think that, oh, I overcame that. And okay, I felt this and I, I was hurt this way, but look at where I am now. So I can, be you know with other you know in a few months time or a few weeks time it will be all over we will be okay we'll be re living in a new real uh, reality but we are still here you know most of us are healthy most of us i know people have lost their loved ones and stuff but there's nothing we can you know we couldn't have done about it everybody trying to be as safe as possible but accepting the uh, you know the situation is going to be the key as well one of the things I've noticed is that people almost feel a bit guilty for struggling because they look at other people who are maybe struggling more and they think that that means that their struggles don't matter. So I really like that idea of really looking inside yourself and just worrying about what is it that you need to deal with and how can you make your life a little bit better in the situation that we're in. So I think that's a really powerful message to people to really think about themselves a little bit in this. And it's not um, being selfish if you think about yourself, but that's another uh, massive topic, isn't it? That you can't, oh, how you selfish you are, you're thinking about yourself. But no, when you have to always see that when you look after yourself, uh, then you will be able to look after others. Without you looking after yourself, how, 
if you don't have any within you, how can you give it to anybody else? So even for that purpose, look after yourself and think about your loved ones. You know, if you're suffering, they're suffering with you as well. But if you learn to manage yourself, then you can help them to manage as well as, and then we all can be okay managing or managing very well. It depends on each situation, but it is not selfish at all to look after yourself. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing to, um, to talk to people about. So one of the things that we talked about was potentially being able to give people some tips about how to manage some of this mindset. Um, so if people have realised that maybe their mindset isn't as good as it could be, or they think it could be better in order to help them more, how do people actually go about changing that? Okay, so what I have done is I've created uh, something called spiral, just for us to remember what spiral means equals the tips, okay? So we'll start, I mean, they are not in same order, but this is something we can do is, as uh, for is a self-positive talk. So we need to start believing in yourself, look, look at past achievements to add evidence to the fact that you have done it in the past and you can do it today too. Promise. You need to promise yourself to change your mindset and start by taking small steps to get out of your comfort zone and you know, to be kind and compassionate towards yourself. As we said just now, you know, it's so important. And then bring an end, try and bring an end to this self-sabotaging negative self-talk. This is, I mean, I can't insist how powerful or how important it is that we need to kind of not worry about what will people think about us if I'm looking after myself you need to look after yourself full stop the next one would be I I will be for invest again invest in yourself get some help guidance find a coach or mentor or psychotherapist help you uh, so those people will help you to overcome your negative mindset and build your confidence achieve your personal and professional goals then recognize or reinvent that call it. The, first of all, recognize that you are your thoughts. We have to learn to understand that, okay, I, this is what I just thought. Is it coming from negative uh, point of view or is it coming from a positive mindset, right? So, so re learn to recognize your thoughts. Uh, and then remember that if you are coming from negative, uh, then you need to try and uh, swap them around and when I say uh, that you try to change it around doesn't mean from negative to go straight to the positive it's not possible to give an example if I feel I woke up this morning and if I felt very very sad and oh I recognize my thought is negative so I need to be very happy is that possible never it's not possible when you're sad you're sad so I would say stay with that feeling uh, you know acknowledge that you're feeling sad and then we need to try and say okay so how can I change that thought into a more realistic one? So I find it balanced, negative, positive, two opposite, come in the middle and tell yourself that, okay, I'm feeling sad, that's okay. Uh, I felt uh, sad in past, I've gone, got through. And let me see what I can do to change, what has helped me in the past to overcome those sadness. So is it something listening to some nice music? Is it doing meditation? Is it talking to a friend? Is it, talk, you know, seeking, a help, seeking help? What is that helped you in the past? Just find that and then try to work on it. But don't be so harsh on yourself to do those things. Acceptance. So learn to accept challenging situations and obstacles as part uh, are part of life and uh, try to deal with it as objectively as possible. So when you're feeling a lot of emotions, 
it's okay to acknowledge those emotions, but then when you're come, trying to think about how you're gonna overcome it, try and put your emotions on the, on the side and just be more rational saying, what again, as I said previously, what are my options? Um, who can help me? What I need to do? And you know, is it true? Is it happening right now? What can I do about it right now? And important would be what's the worst case scenario, right? If you can think of what is worst case scenario and then challenge that as well. Is it, how likely is it that worst case scenario is going to happen, you know? And, and challenge again saying, what are the evidence of that worst case scenario is going to happen? And if it's going to happen, then again, the same cycle goes on, start working on it saying, so what can I do about it? Da, 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 da. But importantly, has that happened right now? No. So we'll talk about it when that comes. For now, let's move. So living in the present moment is another big, big thing that we can suggest because um, anxiety and depression comes from living in the past, feeling about always about, oh, this is, I used to feel this, I'm feeling that, or oh, yesterday, you know, I've not improved. Da, da. So it goes on to then and, you know, putting all this thing, oh my God, what will happen in future? Will I lose the job? Will, will this happen with that? So all of this just makes us, brings out our mental health issues more you know outwardly um so to manage those things it's better to i'm not saying don't ever think about past because past is there to us for us to understand what went then and it's not necessarily went wrong it's what what happened there and now looking back how could i do something like this happens again how could i change it how can i um do it differently you know and, and that's all the past is for for us to understand learn lessons from it and you know get off everything else and just take what you need in the present moment and that's it uh, future has that come yet no tomorrow that is possibility yes then what are my plan a b and c and that's all you need to do and then stay in the moment and you know because we are always running around back and forth with past and you know future we are missing out living in the present moment and then tomorrow you think oh damn it was such a good thing i didn't do that so why regret? Let's not regret. And so accept the, you know, negative things happens to us as a part of life and just have to uh, remember that uh, how we can change it around, make it a bit lighter um, or also, to, and importantly, not take things personally, you know, because I think, oh, they did this to me, this, this happened, there's all this, everything happens to me or somebody said some, uh, something in a negative way, we just take it to heart. And that's not uh, right all the time. Criticism is okay. You just learn from it and find out whether there is a truth in it, whether there is a, um, it's something you can really do or change. If not, then say that's the other person's perception. It's okay, you know. But obviously, self-reflection is always the key. But then you have to learn to let it go rather than letting and sticking with you. And then that's where the sadness and everything else comes because then it pulls all the previous sadness experiences and everything because we had to keep saying, oh, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad. So saying, okay, here you go. These are the evidences of you've been sad. So we need to try and change that around by accepting it, it is there, how well deal with it and move on from there. And the last one is so important, language. You know, it comes back to the growth mindset. And so paying attention to your language Check if your language is positive or negative, the, then gently challenge it. But importantly, be kind to yourself. It takes some uh, same amount of time and energy to think positive and negative. But remember that the impact of negative thinking is detrimental, whereas positive thinking will help your mental health, uh, mental health and help you to feel and be happy. Choice is yours. You know, how which way you're going to continue. 
So these are my uh, six tapes. I call them spirals. So it's easier to remember how we're gonna, oh, this is happening. Let's do it this way. Yeah, that's amazing. So to recap for people listening, the acronym is SPIRAL and it stands for self-positive talk, promising yourself to change, investing in yourself, recognizing and reinventing thoughts, acceptance and language. That's amazing. I like that a lot. I loved how you were encouraging people to challenge, but in a gentle way, um, because I use a lot of CBT, which is very much about changing thoughts. And sometimes people don't like CBT because it can be taught in a way that is very, this is a bad thought, change it for a good thought. Mm. And some of the, the most challenging work I do with clients is almost a step-by-step -step approach to that because you can't just go from feeling negative to feeling positive. That's not how it works. No. So that idea of gently challenging, gently assessing what it is you're feeling and thinking, gently considering as to whether or not that's a positive thing for you, I think is a really important message for people and a much more realistic way of changing than just thinking positively all the time. So thank you, that's really, really good. You're welcome. Were there any other tips or anything else that you wanted to share with? I think for to maintain our mental health, whether, I mean, when we say mental health, people think that um, it's, uh, you know, just the depression and anxiety and eating more disorder and all sorts of things. But I'm talking about uh, how to maintain our mental health, whether you are suffering from it or not, because if you're not taking care of yourself, you will end up going that, that route anyway. So I, uh, I'm gonna give uh, five tips on how you can keep an eye on it, which is, doesn't take a long time to do it, or it's not too hard to follow through and everything. So it's just reminding ourselves that, you know, obviously a healthy diet is going to be so important. So even if you can't make all diets, you know, your meals healthy, at least start with one thing that you would change that would be healthier. Every time you put something in your mouth, just say, does this help my body? Does it help my mind? Does it help my soul? You know, so just uh, even starting, you know, everything I always believe in, they can't just go and make all these changes in one going on a massive um you know time scale you need to do it slowly slowly and then that so a healthy diet is going to be important exercise you know these days you know even just walking for 10 minutes outside is going to be great uh, for your mental health um you know fresh air i know we can't have any vitamin d as much as we need now but even just getting out in the fresh air it just opens up our you know mind and it just helps us to feel better the uh, surrounding is so important as well who do you uh, you know, who are the people around you? Are they uplifting people or are they uh, people who, you know, bring you down, critical, judgmental, negative people? Then you need to kind of, I'm not saying disconnect with all of them, but just, you know, limit your time or and learn, really, really learn with those people uh, about not taking things personally. And that is very helpful because then otherwise this just easily take us down to feeling sad upset low you know um, and another thing I'm, I know a lot of people are not you know still not come around to this but it's like mindfulness and um, meditation and everybody can't do mind mind uh, sorry my uh, meditation and not everybody is um, like are able to do mindfulness but just work out what is your style what how you you know, do all those things, um, you know, is a meditation your thing? Is it mindfulness? And because I also teach mindfulness and everything in my sessions as well with clients. So 
Um, it's a vast difference. I just simply explain is meditation is, um, is you do something with uh, your eyes closed and you do, uh, you know, focus on your breathing. Whereas mindfulness you do, it's with uh, your eyes open and very, very much present in the moment. With anything than everything you're doing, you don't need to restrict yourself from doing anything. It's just how you do it, how mindful you are about doing. And so I, you know, that approach would be uh, great to incorporate in our daily life as well. Yeah, amazing. Those are really good tips. Um, I like how you were clear that you don't have to do all of these things straight away. Just find small steps that you can start incorporating now and then build on those. Um, I also liked what you said about the people that surround you, because I know there are a lot of people, particularly on social media, who will say, if someone doesn't serve you well, then get rid of them completely. But that's not always necessarily a good option for people. Um, so I really like how you were suggesting just think about how you can maybe spend time with them in a way that's not going to affect you quite as negatively. Um, I think that's really good advice. One of the things that I learned early on from therapy was the importance of boundaries with people that did make me feel uncomfortable. And that yes. was something that really did make a massive difference to me. And absolutely with mindfulness, I completely agree with you that people need to find what works for them. Because again, we see on social media all these gurus, they say you need to get up at 5am, you need to meditate for half an hour every morning. And for a lot of people that just doesn't work, it doesn't work for me. So finding a way of doing it that fits into your lifestyle, fits into how you feel about things and how you enjoy things. Absolutely, I completely agree with you. Those are, are great tips for people at home. I'm glad that you, yeah. I mean, this is what I teach in my coaching and my counselling to my clients you know and as you've done I have done CBT as well and I have done NLP as well so you know neuro-linguistic programming and everything so and helping you know the, all of this uh, every I invest in myself all the time I'm always learning I'm always thinking oh different techniques let's learn it so I can give it to my clients so, and it helps me as well it's not just about everything's about my client but if I can't do what I'm you know teaching people then what's the point and I, that's why I know everything when I say it's, you know, it's not just going to happen overnight. You need to really work at it and slowly being kind to yourself and trying. It's like only pull and push. So you, you know, push yourself a bit to challenge, you know, out of, coming out of your comfort zone as well as be kind. So pull back a little bit as well to kind of be kind to yourself as well and find that balance, you know. Amazing. So where can people find out more information about you? So they can um, uh, contact me through my website, clearskycoaching.co.uk or my social media. They can follow me on um, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Kajal Kumar, you know, Mindset Coaching, and now I should come up. <laughs> Amazing. I'll put some links in the description of the podcast. So if anyone is interested in finding out more, they can get in contact with you. But thank you so much for sharing. The one thing I was going to say that, um, and if people would, uh, I also run workshops uh, on, uh, on this kind of topics as well. So if people want to attend those workshops, at the moment, they are all on self-select fees. So it's no pressure on people, uh, you know, there's a minimum particular amount they have to pay. And to, to so to keep up with when I'm, uh, you know, running what workshop or what event I'm doing, um, you know, feel free to um, sign up to my newsletter so that you can be informed or, you know, of all the things I'm up to, uh, like workshops and any other events that I run. So they can then come and uh, attend them. That's amazing. Okay, so people can kind of choose how much they can afford to pay for it. Yeah, oh, minimum fantastic. two pounds and then 
maximum whatever you want to pay so it's it's awesome. no pressure nobody says oh we only pay this much so that's yeah Brilliant. Well, I'm sure that'll be massively appreciated. As I said, I'll put a link in the description of the podcast so people can find your website easily. Um, so yeah, just thank you so much for taking the time to come on and share your expertise. I know that you have a lot of experience in this area. So I really appreciate you sharing that. And thank you very much for the opportunity for, you know, um, and connecting back with you. Yeah, absolutely. it's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast for notifications on future episodes. And if you have the time to write a quick review, then that would be greatly appreciated. To find out more about me and the work that I do, please head to www.anxietytoconfidence.com. That's the number two, anxietytoconfidence.com.